Broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Well, if you look back to the last three games, they've all been the biggest games of our year. And so everyone wants to keep talking about one game, but if we lost any of these other ones, we wouldn't be talking about this one. So, um, again, no one likes that because it doesn't sound good, but it's just the truth. That was Derek Carr today at the Raiders facility in Henderson talking about uh, the biggest game of his career, the biggest game of uh, a lot of these players on the Raiders' career. Um, There's no doubt it's a big moment, and as Lincoln and I have been talking about today, um, truly a defining moment for Derek Carr, who's been a polarizing figure uh, within Raider Nation, and you know I feel like he's bore the brunt of too much of the blame for some of the things that have happened here or the lack of success. Uh, And I think that uh, quietly and privately, um, he's been waiting a long time for an opportunity to to shut some of those doubters up. Uh, And that moment comes uh, on Sunday with a good team around him against a great opponent opponent in the Los Angeles Chargers in a win-or-go-home kind of a situation. And uh, I feel like Derek Carr is built for this moment, but we're going to see. And we're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in a good friend of mine who's going to talk a little bit about that and about the big weekend uh, coming up here in Las Vegas, uh, Arash Markazi my good friend from Los Angeles. Uh, You can follow him at Arash Markazi. He uh, is the host of the Arash Markazi show uh, on 1090 The Mightier uh, in San Diego. He also has a Substack uh, column uh, uh, that runs on pretty much a daily basis. Uh, So uh, welcome in, Arash, to uh, The Huddle. Really appreciate it. How you doing, my man? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. You got it, man. All right. So you just heard, uh, um, Arash, you just heard Derek Carr talking about um, the the moment that has arrived for him and uh, arrived for the Raiders. Uh, and it's kind of a defining moment for Derek. Let's face it. Eight years into his career, he's going to finally play in a big stage like this. Um, I, and again, he's kind of a polarizing uh, figure sometimes in Raider Nation, I think uh, undeservedly so. Uh, but this is kind of his moment of truth, isn't it? No doubt about it. I mean, you know, when you talk about it, it would be such an amazing uh, kind of like a storybook. I mean, again, this is not the end of the season, but when you talk about like everything this team has gone through, I mean, there, this is, uh, you know, not a story that you want to tell, right? But I mean, a documentary type of a, of a season for them when you look at what happened to the coach, when you look at what happened to a couple of the players on this team. So if Derek Carr in this season where he's had everything going against him can find a way on Sunday night football in the last game of the season to beat a really good Chargers team to go to the postseason, incredible. Um, do you feel like, uh, Arash, that, that Derek has kind of bore too much of the responsibility for some of the things that have happened with the Raiders over the years? A little bit, but, you know, I think that comes with the territory of being the quarterback of the team, and I think he's handled it extremely well. I mean, I, I, I was so impressed viewing from afar, you know, the way that he handled what happened with the coach, what happened with a couple of his teammates. I mean, again, you know, he has nothing to do with that, right? But, I mean, I think when you're the quarterback of a franchise, you get asked the hard questions. You get put in a position where you are the face of the franchise, and he understands that. And so while it's not, 
you know, a lot of the things that they've had to deal with this season, it, it's not in his control. He's handled it extremely well. So if they do find a way to win on Sunday, he deserves a ton of credit for that. We're talking to our good friend Arash Markazi. You can follow him at Arash Markazi uh, on Twitter. Okay, um, so this is a huge moment for the Raiders, the Raiders franchise, the Chargers uh, as well. Uh, I also think for the city of Las Vegas, um, it's a great stage for Las Vegas to really show um, and flex its muscles a little bit. I could already envision, you know, the aerial shots <laughs> of the uh, of the strip on NBC, Sunday Night Football, and all that's going to come with it. Um, Arash is somebody that spent a lot of time in Las Vegas. Uh, first of all, just that it's even at this point right now is mind-boggling. Ten years ago, we would have never predicted this. Yet here, here we are. Uh, how excited are you for your second home in Las Vegas uh, for the stage that uh, this city is uh, going to be provided? I'm pumped for Las Vegas. I mean, by the way, as you know, Vinny, this is why they wanted Allegiant Stadium to be right next to the Strip. For moments like this, Sunday night football, the sun's about to set. You see the beam of light coming off of the Luxor and all the beautiful hotels and casinos on the Las Vegas Strip. You know, I know a lot of politicians wanted that uh, to be in downtown or somewhere else. You wanted it to be on the Strip for moments like this, and they've done such an amazing job. You know, I know there was a lot of talk about parking at the beginning of this whole process. That Hacienda Bridge, which closes off and allows people to walk from the Mandalay Bay and the Luxor and the Strip, to the game, it's fantastic, and, and really, and I knew this would happen, and this is not a knock on Las Vegas, this is what happens when you're a destination town, a lot of the games that I've gone to this year, you know, there's a lot of opposing fans, and I do think this is the moment when you're going up against the Chargers, who, let's be quite frank here, don't have the biggest fan base in the world, this is a Raiders home game, and it will feel like that. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, Las Vegas is, is, is a little bit like Los Angeles, and, you know, you're always going to have fans of the other team. Uh, you go to a Dodger game against the Mets, there's Met fans, or the Angels against yeah. the Yankees. You know, it's just part of our story in Los Angeles, and I feel the same sense uh, here in, in Las Vegas. However, in moments like this where it's the, the, the stakes are so high, I truly think that it's going to be a Raidered-out crowd uh, decisively um, for you know for, for the Raiders, but what kind of atmosphere do you expect uh, here on Sunday? It's gonna it's gonna be amazing. Again, this is a playoff game, and when you look at the history of these two teams, they've only had one playoff game, and that was 41 years ago. This is effectively a playoff game. You talk about the last game of the season, win or go home. Well, again, we'll see how the other games play out, but effectively, win or go home. And so, this is a playoff game. I mean, when you talk about the storied history of the rivalry this is arguably the biggest game that they've had in 40 plus years and it's going to be a great atmosphere and people got to remember the vegas golden knights their first season here that was the best playoff atmosphere that i've seen in vegas i do have to admit and people who go to the games have to admit during the regular season there was a lot of opposing fans I do think Vegas will take a lot of pride in their team if they win and they're in the playoffs, not saying that they're going to host it to 10 games. Vegas is beginning to adopt this team, and I think that they have. But, um, again, when you're in Los Angeles, when you're in South Beach, this happens in, uh, in Florida too. When you're in these big destination towns, you deal with the opposing fans. So, uh, but, again, that won't be a problem on Sunday. I don't uh, think so either. Arash, uh, 
quick uh, update on on uh, where the Chargers are uh, in Los Angeles. I know that you know it was always going to be a struggle for them to find their way to find their yeah. niche. It's a crowded sports market. They do have a good team. They've got a, a dynamic young quarterback and an interesting young coach. Are they making inroads in LA? Vinny, I never thought that they would. We we covered that side by side the whole process, and I and I said, you know what? It doesn't feel right for the Chargers to move here. They lucked out on Justin Herbert. I do think he is a transcendent talent. I do think he is a player who could be the face of the league in the not-too-distant future when you look at a lot of these big quarterbacks about to retire. Justin Herbert is a superstar. So they lucked into not only a superstar quarterback, but perhaps, and we'll see how he does, a superstar coach. And so while the Chargers... No one was talking about them. If they win this game on Sunday, if they win a playoff game, they've moved the needle, which is more than I thought that they could here. Aras, uh, I saw a tweet from you uh, earlier, and I've been following this story, um, and, it, and it looks like it has a little bit of uh, juice to it because you know of, of the situation that's going on. But uh, it sounds like the NFL, and I, I do know this for a fact, that the NFL always has a parachute available uh, yeah. for, for situations, uh, any Super Bowl, because they, you have to account for some sort of calamity potentially happening and on a moment's notice having uh, to move it to a, uh, a different site, you know, uh, that that's always in place uh, typically, but for the first time um, it's, it's kind of become a little bit known now that, that it's, that, that, that actually might be happening. How serious do you take uh, this, this uh, talk that the NFL is looking legitimately looking at an alternate site, maybe Dallas, just in case, um, you know, with what's going on with COVID-19 in Los Angeles. Yeah, so listen, there's there's talk, and you're 100% right. There's always contingencies, whether it's COVID, like an earthquake or something like that. I've been told it's not moving. I mean, there is a, you know, a 0.01% chance. Again, there's a contingency in place. We do have a pandemic going on, COVID-19, the surge, and all this stuff. But um, from what I've been told, it is not moving. Now, listen, it's not ideal. I do think that the league thought that by this point, they would not have to be looking into, you know, a lot of their events not happening, reduced capacity and things like that. But they're having a um, a press conference next week, and I think they'll, they'll put a lot of this talk to rest. Again, the contingencies are in place. The, this Super Bowl is not going to move. Yeah, I don't think it's going to move uh, either, and I certainly don't wouldn't think that it would get moved to to Dallas. I remember the the, the Super Bowl that was in Dallas. Nothing against uh, Dallas, have. but you remember there were the, the the blizzard and it was really cold. The ice, just, yeah, crazy, crazy situation. All right, Mar- uh, Arash, I really appreciate you coming uh, and spending some time with us in the huddle. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere uh, and a great opportunity um, for the Raiders, for the Chargers, for the city of Las Vegas. Look forward to seeing you, my brother. Thanks, thanks, Vinny. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. That was Arash Markazi. Uh, you can follow him at Arash Markazi. Uh, and he lives in Los Angeles, but he spends a lot of time in Las Vegas, so he knows uh, the pulse of this city. Uh, so uh, looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing him. Can we, do we have time for a quick call? Yeah. All right. We're going to go out to line two because Ryan is on line two. How you doing, Ryan? Uh-oh. Uh, line three, uh, D is in Portland. How you doing, D? Hey, Vinny. I'm good. How are you? Doing really well. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, so uh, I had a quick observation and an update that I wanted to see if uh, you can give me. But uh, 
every time I call, I always feel like Lincoln steals my thunder. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to give a quick observation on Derek Carr. So, okay, go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm part of the fan base. I, I think Derek's a good quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his ceiling is probably top eight, somewhere around there. His yep. floor is probably 17, right, when he's not off. Uh, I heard uh, on another talk show, somebody was talking about this. Uh, it's kind of a basketball analogy, but I think Derek's problem a lot of the times is he just misses his layups. You know what I mean? Like um, uh, in, in this week's game, he had Jackson open. Like he was open. He had time and just understood it for whatever reason, right? Um, which happens by all quarterbacks did. make throws which like happens. that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, and I'm with Lincoln when he said, hey, I was good with that, right? Because right? I was too. Like, he stayed aggressive or, or Olsen or whoever stayed aggressive. And it was a punt, essentially. Yeah. But the other interception, that, those are the backbreakers. Those are the other laps. And I get it. That happens too. Darius Leonard's the great linebacker. But, like, the one, just, just he just misses layups. And guys like Brady, guys like their Rodgers, they don't. Right, they get an opportunity. Well, I mean, small pass. They just don't. Okay, and 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 that's great. But my goodness, you just named two of the greatest quarterbacks of their generation, and that's my that's my whole point. Like, like, okay, then go get Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Good luck with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not saying you move off of them at all. I'm just saying, just an observation on that. But uh, but at the end of the day, and he doesn't have the other things that the other guys that don't make those layoffs can do, right? He doesn't have – he's not Mahomes. He's not these other guys that are great runners that can that can really create out of structure. But he, but he is an athlete. I would just love to see him tap that in. Yeah, and, and my, my thoughts are I'm, – I'm a, a firm believer that uh, to whatever extent you can improve your team, you always do it. So if a better option yeah. comes along at some point, and maybe that is even yeah. at the end of this year – you have to pursue it. You owe your organization, you owe yourself, you owe your fan base that. But I would caution, um, you have to have that plan in place. Unless you're just thinking about stripping it down and starting over uh, with a rookie quarterback um, or just trading you know, everything to go get a quarterback. I don't even think th- uh, th- there's a no. draftable quarterback this year that, that's worthy of that. You have to be really careful on what you want, what you think, what you wish for, and all that type of stuff. So that's just always been my position uh, with with Derek Carr. You have to, if you're going to make a move, if you're going to move off of him, you have to have a contingency plan in place or be willing to sacrifice maybe a couple of years um, trying to develop another quarterback. You know, good luck going to, to get a guy like Joe Burrow. You have to lose enough games to get a Joe Burrow and or even a Justin Herbert. Those guys were top five, top six picks uh, in, a, in a draft, and they just so happened to come along at the same time, the same exact year, uh, which rarely happens, that two great quarterbacks like that. But as I'm looking at PFF right now, Joe Burrow uh, is the highest-ranked quarterback, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. I would take Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins. I don't know why Kirk Cousins is ranked that high. Josh Allen, definitely feel like he's worthy of that. Uh, Kyler Murray, um, definitely. Ryan Tannehill, having a good year. uh, Mac Jones. I think Derek Carr is as good, if not better. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr. So 14, he's ranked number 14 uh, right now uh, in in the NFL. And I think it's it's really very close between him and a bunch of other guys. So uh, that that are uh, ahead of him, at least that six, seven, eight group. um, He's right there with them. So Again, not the best quarterback ever, not saying that, but when you talk about, well, Tom Brady doesn't miss his layups, Aaron Rodgers doesn't miss his playoffs, uh, layups, I, 
think about the names that we just that we just talked about. And I know that D wasn't trying to, um, you know, necessarily go there, but it just shows you that that's who you're talking about when you're talking about trying to improve from from Derek Carr or taking a chance. Uh, on a rookie, you're in the huddle with uh, Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila, Tequila and Bahadur. Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at L Kennedy 72. This is in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. So uh, who out there has ever wanted or maybe you're shopping for a French bulldog? They're called Frenchies, and they're one of the most popular dogs in the world right now. I kid you not, French Frenchies, French bulldogs are, are as popular as, as they can, uh, can be. Uh, they're wildly popular. They're known for being sleek, excellent city dogs. They have a playful uh, and intelligent demeanor. They're perfect house pet and uh, right now if you've been interested or shopping or looking around uh, look no further because Raider Puppies LLC is now in Las Vegas uh, and they have a slew of French Bulldogs uh, puppies that are available they're all AKC registered Uh, they all have the necessary certificates of health uh, they've been surrounded by um, uh, attention and love uh, all throughout. They have all their puppy shots, all the they have everything uh, going on for them, and they're the cutest little things you've ever seen. I have one, uh, Francisco. Uh, I love him to death, uh, and I'm extremely happy. So if you're looking for a, a French bulldog, a puppy French bulldog, uh, call or text 702-374-5040. That's 702-374-5040, and they will get you set up. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener on line. Uh, line one, uh, Mitch is on the line. How are you doing, Mitch? Hey, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you, Mitch. Happy New Year and a healthy and safe one. Be safe. Yeah, I got a couple too. questions. I think we have a better line, steeper, but they got Joey Bosa. He's an MVP candidate just like uh, Renfro. Do you think we can uh, stop uh, Mr. Bosa there? That'd be the key to winning game, and uh, thanks for taking my call. All right, Mitch. Uh, thank you, uh, Lincoln. Um, you know, I think it goes a little bit. Uh, it's going to go a little bit deeper uh, than that. Obviously, <laughs> controlling Joey Bosa uh, is going to be a, a, a huge uh, undertaking. By the way, Lincoln, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, um, and if not, I'm going to jog your memory right now. But uh, back when the Raiders played the Chargers last October, uh, I think it was maybe even September. Could have been September. Right around there. Um, Joey Bosa had some choice words <laughs> to describe uh, Derek Carr. I thought it was completely over the line. I'm sorry, um, but but I do. Um, you know, uh, questioning his manhood and his toughness, which I think is a, a no-no. You might want to, if you want to talk about that amongst your teammates, that's fine. But to go out publicly after a game like that and start talking about it, uh, all I know is I was kind of interested in, like, wow, why would he say something like that? Knowing that uh, he had to play him again uh, at some point, maybe even an important game, and lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Uh, But, Lincoln, do you remember that? I do remember, yeah. Yeah. Uh, As if Derek Carr was your quarterback, um, you know, uh, and I know you got to stay within the rules and all that, but do you have a little something extra for Mr. Joey Bosa in a game like this after things like that were said? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he would have hell to pay every time we played him. I mean, you talk trash, you know, I want to smack you in your mouth, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity doing that. So, you know, if I'm Brandon Parker or, or, or Colton Miller, you want to shut him down. 
Um, I used to take – there were personal grudges that I had against many players back in, in, in my day, and it was for the reason, uh, the, the fact that they wanted to talk trash. You want to talk trash publicly? Okay. Then you're not going to get – if I have any say in it, you're not going to get anything, uh, any any part uh, of, uh, of of this game or, or – you know what I mean? Or, or you're not going to be able to take part and enjoy this game the way you want to. So Very quick because yeah. we got to go to a break. Uh, did you ever have beef with somebody and then later on in life, hey, hey you, you met him and sat down had a couple beers or whatever the case might be, and said, you know what, uh, let bygones be, be bygones. Absolutely. Yeah, Neil Smith. <laughs> yeah, Neil, Neil, Neil and I finally patched it over. We had a conversation. You know, we, we addressed it. He, he, he wanted to know why I didn't, you know, I, I didn't care for him and I always publicly talked about I didn't care for him because I told him he talked so much trash. <laughs> so, absolutely. Get to the bottom of it and That's then it. move on. That's exactly right. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah, I'm, to be completely honest, uh, I feel like that's kind of been the feeling around our team and around my heart, you know, for the last for the last month. And so, um, you know, this one's exciting, obviously, because it's the last one and uh, it really tells you what happens. Um, you know, but at the at the end of the day, I felt like I feel like the last the last month we've been playing in our playoffs. At least that's what we've been talking about. You know, because if we lost any of these, it really wouldn't matter. So um, it's exciting. It's against a division team. Um, you know, all, all of those things. But nothing changes. If you got to change something, I always say, if you got to change something in your preparation, I don't think you're preparing the right way. So um, I'll be excited. Uh, I know our crowd will be excited. Our team's ready to go. Um, it'll be fun. That's the voice of Raider quarterback Derek Carr today over at the practice facility uh, in Henderson talking about the atmosphere, um, the the significance of the game. But as Derek has pointed out, the significance has been huge <laughs> these last three games. I mean, they lost any of those games to the Cleveland Browns, the Denver Broncos last week against the Indianapolis Colts. They're done. They don't get to this point without winning those. And they understood the significance, which is why, yes, this is a huge game, but for them – kind of the same thing it's been for a little while and i think that actually serves them well uh we're gonna go out to the raider nation guest line and welcome in a very good friend of mine and one of the best in the business um if if you don't read bill plasky uh you know shame on you because he's somebody to read he's a great columnist for the los angeles times of course you see him on espn's uh, around the horn he's the great author of paradise found uh which you can uh, go get now uh, i'm sure on amazon and all the uh, various ways that you could buy books now days uh bill plasky first of all thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle how are you doing my friend great my friend thanks for having me this is great big week out here big big i'm coming to vegas Vinny. my first trip to allegiance i love it. it it's gonna be crazy i got i gotta take it all in and then that's it and then you know this market that says something about how big this game is that i'm going to a charger game on the road <laughs> exactly. it's my first it's my first charger game on the road since they moved here from San Diego, that does but, but say it, it all. It's you. This is a this is the biggest game in Charger franchise history. I mean, in, in, as far as since it came to LA, and arguably maybe since the Super Bowl back back in San Diego. This is this is this is huge for them. Yeah, in so many ways. It's a huge moment for the Chargers, without question, and we're going to get into that. And it's equally huge for the Raiders um, here because obviously they're trying to continue to make their mark uh, here in Las Vegas. I think for the city of Las Vegas, 
it's a huge event, a huge stage for for Las Vegas to flex its muscles. I think you're going to love it um, when you get out here and see everything that they've built. It really is a cool and unique um, scene, so I can't wait for you guys uh, in L.A. to see that. But before we get to all that, Bill, we just played a uh, clip from Derek Carr. And, you know, since taking over this this uh, beat covering the Raiders, I've come to find out that Derek Carr is a very polarizing figure within Raider Nation. He, he, his, his career with the Raiders has been during a very frustrating time for the Raiders. It hasn't been a lot of great or good uh, here with the Raiders. And for, you know, as the quarterback of the team, you're going to bear that responsibility, right or wrong. Uh, it's going to fall on your shoulders, and you're going to kind of be the face of it. Uh, and, Bill, I wanted to bring something up to you. You remember guys like Jim Hart and Archie Manning. Guys, when we were younger, we understood they were good quarterbacks. They were just in bad positions. And I don't remember New Orleans or St. Louis uh, where Jim Hart was playing. Um, wanted to run guys out of town so quickly. Like, they understood the situation. They, were, they had nuance about it. I don't get that, that we're living in that time anymore. And, and it, it's, it baffles me how many people just want to get rid of Derek Carr because they put the criticism on his shoulders for maybe the team letting him down more than he's let the team down. What are your thoughts on on, on Derek Carr? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. Yeah, I'm speaking for as an outsider, not part of Raider Nation, don't live in Las Vegas. You, you people have no idea what a gem you have with this guy. You have no clue what an inspirational character is. Because I, 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 I can just speak to what the rest of the league thinks about him and the rest of the media and the rest of the football landscape. What he's done this year, holding that team together through all the crap it's been through, and I'm sure I'm sure we just sold half of it. Right. But everything they've been through, he has been the solid face. Every Sunday, talking to the media. Every every Wednesday, talking to the media. You know, owning up, owning it, carrying it, bearing it. I'm telling you, everybody that I talk to around the NFL loves this guy and thinks he's an absolute inspiration. I know he's had some struggles on the field, but there hasn't been much around him either. And he just, I just, I would take him as my quarterback in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Just because it's much more than just the numbers. He's got such leadership and such guts. I mean, again, I don't know how people in Vegas think, but outside of Vegas, he is, he's admired beyond words this year. People love him. Yeah, and I can attest to that because when I travel around, uh, I have people from other, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts, the Cleveland Browns. Hey, what do you think it would take for the Browns to be able to get Derek Carr or the Colts to go get Derek Carr? And it's, so it's it's uncanny how you hear that from other folks, but in his own backyard, there's a divide uh, there. And, and, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up, Bill, is because I know Derek, and I know people around Derek, and I know that he's been longing for this kind of a situation, this kind of a moment, a good enough team around him, a great stage uh, that's going to be able, that he's going to be able to step onto uh, and perform in a critical, critical game. I'm fascinated to find out how he's going to uh, respond to this moment. I think he's going to seize it, but we'll see. Uh, but. Do you feel, um, even as somebody that, that observes from the outside, that maybe this is kind of a defining moment for Derek Carr? Well, I, it shouldn't be, because I think he's, he's proven himself this year to be a great leader, a leader of men, a great inspiration. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, losing, first off, the Chargers should win this game. So Derek, if he gets them in the playoffs, that's gravy to me. After all, they, after all they've been, I guess you have to step, take a step back and think of what you've been through this year. Maybe you're, 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 everybody there is lost in the weeds, but there's no 
way the Raiders should even be in this position. There's no way they should be fighting for a playoff spot. If, if he pulls this, see, I think if he doesn't pull it off, it's still been a good year for him. If he pulls it off, that's an extraordinary, unbelievable thing. I, I mean, I think the Chargers are going to win the game. The Chargers should win the game. The Chargers have a better team. But if Derek Carr can figure this out, are you kidding? That would be absolutely huge. But I don't think he's defined by a loss. I just don't. I just, I'm just not buying that. I have too much respect for him, and I know, like you said, like a, uh, at least a dozen teams would take him in a heartbeat. It's interesting you brought up everything that you just brought up, Bill. And, you know, sometimes when you're covering a team and you get into the sort of that, that sort of bubble and you just see it from your perspective, um, it's hard to, to step out of it and take a look at it from a, a, a bigger picture or an out-of-market, um, you know, viewpoint. Um, what You're in Los Angeles. Uh, it's not too far from Las Vegas, but it's far enough. Um, and you got your own things that you're dealing with in, in L.A. with the Rams and the Chargers and the Lakers and all that. But what would you say the outside um, uh, uh, view is of the Raiders and everything that they have been through this year? I think people are, are very touched and moved by how they've hung in there. They've, you know, they lost their coach. They lost their, their you know, their, 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 their best receiver. They've had all kinds of issues on and off the field. I think, it's, it's, and especially that's why this game is again so big for the Chargers because this is still. People would argue a Raider town. L.A. is still, the Rams yeah. are doing better, but it's still in L.A. It's still a Raider town. And the Chargers ever want to get rid of that, they got to win this game. And I think from the outside looking in, people who love the Raiders love them, love them even more. People who don't, didn't love the Raiders admire and respect for what they've been through this year. The Raiders have done been nothing again. They've been nothing. How, do they, how in the hell did they beat Indianapolis there? How did they win that last game? And they win their last three games, or whatever it was. I mean, it's amazing to me. They pull these games out, win these big games, where the Chargers should have beat Kansas City, stumbled, lost it, blew it themselves. But Brandon Staley, terrible coaching job. They lost to the Texans. Should have beat the Texans. Terrible game. Terrible coaching job. The Chargers are stumbling into this game. The Raiders are just marching into it. And even though the Chargers are favored, you know, I wouldn't count the Raiders out. I do think the Chargers have a better team and should win the game. We're talking to the great Bill Plaschke, and you can follow him at Bill Plaschke. Well, you brought it up, uh, uh, Bill, and I wanted to go there uh, as well, and that was uh, Brandon Staley, uh, the the head coach of the Chargers. And, you know, way back, what was it, three, four weeks ago or so, maybe three weeks ago, um, they literally opened the door for the Raiders. Let's not make any mistake about it. The Chargers opened up a gigantic door and opportunity for the Raiders. And I know everyone here... Uh, and in that building in Henderson, we're paying attention when that happened. It gave them new life because that loss to the Chiefs and that loss to the Texans paved the way for the Raiders to have control of their own destiny, which is what they have right now. But I want to take you back to that Chiefs game because, look, I, I'm not the old guy sitting on a couch, you know, screaming at the young guys with their, all their analytics. I get it, and I understand it, and I appreciate it, and I respect it. However... There were some moments in that game, Bill, where you have to take the points. And there were a couple of egregious decisions, I believe, uh, that, that cost the Chiefs or the, the Chargers that game against the Chiefs. Um, are we making too big a deal out of that, or am I seeing it the way? No, I was there. I was there. I was there, Vinny, and I, and I, and I ripped Staley. My whole column was ripping the coach. He, he was yacked like a rookie coach. Three times they had field goal, makeable field goals for Hopkins. And, and three times they decided to go for it. They got stopped. That's nine points 
you need every point you can get against Mahomes and, and the Chiefs. The Chargers blew that game. They handed that game to the Chiefs. Brandon Staley had a game to the Chiefs. And afterward, he was unapologetic. He's like, this is how I'm going to play. Well, if you want to build a championship in L.A., you got you got to play smarter than that. That, that can't be – he's acting Mr. Bull guy, Mr. Gunslinger. you got to be smarter than that. And I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I don't want, I'm not one of those – I'm an old guy, but I'm not yelling across the porch, you know, get off my lawn. I, I think the analytics are great, and they're a great tool. But this is ridiculous. Take the damn points. Kick the damn field goal. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, they they, they had that game to, to the Chiefs. Then, 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 then they failed the trouble against the Texans, which was un, you know embarrassing. It was uh, unforgivable. So they're they're you know they've they've let the Raiders back in this, and the Raiders have more momentum than the Chargers right now. The Raiders the Raiders seem more together. The, the, the Chargers are more talented. But the Raiders seem more together right now. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a heck of a game. But, I mean, it's, it's it's a playoff game, and it's a and it's going to be physical and emotional, and it means so much. I mean. If the Chargers win, I can write, you know what, maybe the Raider fans will finally be driven out of town. If the Raiders win, L.A.'s still a Raider town. <laughs> That's yeah, out of my it, time right now. It'll be a galvanizing if the Raiders win, especially uh, for the, oh, for the part of their fan base that's in uh, Los Angeles. All right, Bill, talking about some of the decisions that Brandon Staley made, uh, it's one thing to make those decisions in a, in, in, in a non-do-or-die kind of a situation or win-or-go-home situation. There's a little bit of wiggle room there, I guess, or cushion. Like, it's not going to cost you this season necessarily. Uh, but we get to a game on Sunday where it is win-or-go-home, and every decision and every point is going to be uh, critical and monumental. Um, do you feel after that game he did say, "Hey, this is how we we're going to do it," and then I felt there was a little bit of arrogance uh, in that statement uh, myself. And 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 I, but I'm wondering and I'm curious: Do you believe that he'll um, stick to that aggressiveness and that's who we are mentality in a game of this magnitude uh, with everything on the line? That's what scares me. I think he probably will, and because the way he talked, he talked after the Chiefs game, about building a championship program. He talked as if it wasn't about this year. It's about the next two or three years, which doesn't work for a team new in town, needing to sell tickets, needing to establish a foothold, needing to, to, to you know express a footprint. It doesn't work for that. But he's, he's acting like, well, we're building a program. I can totally see him say, losing to the Raiders and saying, well, this is one step we're taking. As part of being champions, no, no, you you got to win now, and I just don't know if he has that attitude. I just think he he acts like he's trying to build something for the future. There ain't no future. If you're the Chargers, there ain't no future. You got to you got to win now in L.A. Are you kidding me? You know what's like, Vinny here. Oh yeah, you got to do it now. So I'm I'm concerned. I, I'm worried that he would he's going to be the same riverboat gambler that I think is unnecessary, and I think totally uncalled for. And just, it's arrogant. And I'm worried that his youthful arrogance will take over. We'll see. We'll see if he doesn't get smart. But maybe to all those Raider fans. So what's the, what's the percentage of Raider fans going to be in the stands? going to be like like 90 10 probably yeah i would think so now you know there there have been various points this year um there there's there is a destination feel to las vegas and there's a lot of transplants from all over the place much like southern california so you're always going to have fans from other teams uh at allegiance stadium especially this year this is the first time that las vegas is on the actual map uh with fans attending who doesn't want to come to vegas to check it out and to see what it's all about um 
I think as the years go on, that'll lessen a little bit. But in this situation, I don't think – I mean, I'm sure there will be Charger fans there without a doubt, but I don't think it's going to be like one of those when Philadelphia came into town or Chicago came into town where you had rabid fans that, that followed the team here to, to Las Vegas to watch the game or just transplants from Chicago and Philadelphia that live here. So I'm curious about that um, myself, and, and, and that leads to my follow-up question. What's the – Update on the Chargers, um, you know, uh, penetrating the Los Angeles market. I mean, is it's have, slow? Yeah, it's 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 getting better. There's it's it's more fifty fifty these days. Maybe sometimes sixty forty. They still don't own the stadium. They still don't own the market. They still don't, they're still in the Ram shadow. They're still in the Clipper shadow. In the Angels shadow, they're still they're still not doing great traffic at our at our newspaper. But they're slowly getting back. And this this is a huge. Again, losses like the one to Kansas City really hurt them. This will be a huge. This will be again. This will be the biggest win since he came to LA, you know, in 2017. It'll be the biggest win since then, since he came here. So that's what. But I'm wondering with the fans and everybody breathing down his neck, whether Brandon Staley will realize he's in it. He's in a black hole, and he needs to be very careful, and needs to work his way out of it, and needs not to be cocky, and needs not to take chances. We'll we'll see. Because you would you would figure with Herbert and, and Eckler and the, and the defense is back and their 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 secondaries together for the first time all year, I mean you'd think the Chargers should win this game, but we'll see what happens. Bill, I look at a quarterback like Justin Herbert, and um, I'm just astounded by the talent, by the poise. Um, he seems like a genuinely great kid. Uh, Derek Carr talked about that and, you know, talking about how, you know, forget the quarterback. He's just a great person. And that just literally comes through in how he talks, how he plays, how he conducts himself. And I look at Justin and I look at a guy like Joe Burrow and there's Joe Burrow just literally taking over your neck of the woods down there in Cincinnati and Kentucky and all that. Um, whereas, you know, unfortunately for a guy like uh, Justin Herbert, I don't know if the traction is there for him in his home market, Los Angeles. Uh, how is L.A. responding uh, to, to, to such a phenomenal young talent? Well, they were really, we were enamored with him at first, and we still are, but he's got to win a big game now. I mean, he's got to, you know, L.A. is all about winning. And if, if Matthew Stafford wins and he doesn't, then it's Stafford's down. I mean, that's just the way it is. So he's, Yes, he's everybody's wowed by him. Everybody's impressed by him, but he's not selling tickets unless the team wins. He just he just isn't. It is just that doesn't work in this town. Yeah, you got to be a star on a championship team. No so, doubt about it. And so every so every great move, great play he has, great pass he has, is negated by every dumb charger move that they've made or every bad play they've made. It's all about winning. It's all about. That's why Monday night, uh, Sunday night is going to be so huge. So monumental for, for, for everything involved. I completely agree. Uh, Bill Plaschke, thank you so much for spending some time in the huddle. I can't wait to see all you guys uh, at Allegiant Stadium. Enjoy it. Be safe uh, on the travel over here, but, I, but I, I'm hoping and I think uh, you guys are going to uh, like what you see uh, with, with what's been I'm going to be leaning on you to press box for some information, buddy. All right. You know where to find me. I, and uh, we'll, we'll... I, I appreciate it. You got it, brother. Thank you very much, Bill. Thanks. Yeah, take care. All right, that is the great Bill Plaschke, and I don't throw the word great around a lot, but he's as good as it gets. Uh, arguably the best 
uh, sports columnist uh, in the country right now. I don't think that's uh, outlandish to say he's really, truly a talent. And I really thank him for spending some time with us in the huddle. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We'll be back tomorrow. Are we coming back? Uh, coming back. Okay. Uh, we have a few more minutes left in the show. Um, and so uh, hang in there. Lincoln's going to come back, and I think we may have a call or two to, to get to. If not, um, we will close it out with Lincoln here uh, in just one minute. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. We're back in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Raider great Lincoln Kennedy. This is Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Our thanks again to Bill Plaschke uh, and Arash Markazi for uh, joining us in the huddle. Link, we only have a minute or uh, so yeah. left. Um, you know, uh, what kind of atmosphere do you expect uh, Sunday? Uh, at it should Lee's be electric. Side? I mean, we'll talk about it tomorrow more, but it, it should be electrifying. It should be everything that both, you know, you and I expect. And we've seen it other places. Yep. It should be that electric. Uh, Sunday night, and I, I and I don't I, I don't have any doubt that it will be. I can't wait because uh, we've been to New Orleans, we've been to Seattle, we've been to places that just blow the roof off. Uh, looking forward to seeing that at Allegiant Stadium. Thank you, Lincoln. I uh, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, and to uh, all our listeners, we're back at it tomorrow, four to six p.m. in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur, nine twenty a.m. Raider Nation Radio. One more day closer to the biggest game uh, for the Raiders in years and definitely the biggest NFL game ever in Las Vegas. We'll see you guys tomorrow.